Hello and welcome to Not Just About Copy. I'm your host, Emma McMillan, and I'm an educator, copywriter, and copywriting coach. But this podcast is not just about copy. At its heart, this is a podcast all about connection, how we use words to connect with others, and the lasting impact words can have on us. It's about empowering you to write better. It's about learning to love a blank page and its possibilities. It's about finding joy in words and language. You'll hear conversations that I hope will inspire you to reflect on your relationship with words and on how connection shows up for you. Solo coaching episodes with me will give you actionable tips and strategies to write better copy with more flow, confidence, and a sense of fun. Thanks for being here. Now, let's dive in. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and honour their deep language and storytelling traditions. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Not Just About Copy podcast. If you're joining me for the first time today, hello. Once you've finished listening to this episode, I'd love for you to go back and listen to some of the earlier ones. A reminder that the format of this podcast is conversations with special guests, alternating with copy coaching episodes with me. The interviews are great chats, each around 35 to 40 minutes long, about language and connection. Each of my guests also shares the challenges they experience when it comes to writing and strategies they use to overcome these. The solo coaching episodes with me are around 10 minutes long, designed to be bite-sized and super practical. So speaking of practical, let's dive into today's episode, all about putting boundaries around content creation to keep it fun, flowing, and full of value for your audience. So tell me, are you suffering from content creation fatigue? I feel you. You know, even as a writer, content creation feels really tough sometimes. I struggle with motivation and ideas just like everyone else, even outside of a global pandemic. I'm also conscious of not wanting to add to the gazillion inputs my audience already have in their face each day. So to maintain some of the joy around content creation and to keep the process more streamlined, I started to put some more obvious boundaries around content creation throughout 2021. I'm sharing them with you today in the hope that it may take some of the pressure off and that writing your next newsletter or batch of social media posts might feel a little bit easier and a whole lot more fun. So without further ado, here are my top seven tips for putting boundaries around content creation. Tip number one is to set a timer. Rather than trying to set aside a huge and often unreasonable chunk of time, write for 25 minutes at a time using the Pomodoro method, 25 minutes on, five minutes break. If you're on a schedule or you're not really feeling it, and you can't manage 25 minutes in a single sitting, try just five focused minutes and see what happens then. You see, tasks often expand to fit the time that we give them. So by putting a boundary around that time, you'll find you get straight to it. Tip number two is to pull back on quantity. Sometimes we have big goals about what we want to achieve. Then it becomes a bit all or nothing. So I'd like to challenge that and say to keep some momentum Take your foot off the pedal instead of slamming on the brakes. For example, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or short on ideas, I'll just pull back to one or two posts a week on Instagram instead of aiming for four. 
I also give myself a pause if I need it, such as over Christmas, which gives me a bit of a creative reset. I just took about three weeks off my socials and I'm feeling like I've got some ideas flowing again. So my question to you is, where can you scale back or press pause? Tip number three is to focus on quality. Do less, but do it better, more thoughtfully and mindfully, rather than just for the sake of it. Look at it this way. One great quality thousand word blog post is a better investment of your time and energy than four shorter ones that just skim the surface of something. So I'd encourage you to create hero pieces that genuinely offer lots of value to your audience. Then you can use those to slice and dice in lots of different ways. From an SEO perspective, this is a better choice too when it comes to content for your website. It's a tip off for search engines that you know your stuff. Wondering what topics will give your audience the most value? Try asking them. Or use the questions you always get asked as your content prompts. Tip number four is to batch your creation. Where you can, or when the creative spark hits, batch, batch, batch. I've said before on this podcast that I don't tend to have a weekly rhythm with my content writing. Instead, I find a couple of times a month, I get on a roll and then I go with it while I can. Next time you find yourself in the groove, try staying with it and seeing what you can bash out rather than stopping yourself or jumping between tasks. Tip number five is to explore new mediums. Consider a change of scene when it comes to creating content. If you need a break from writing, you know, a conversational podcast interview interaction might energize you. Try an Instagram story or a reel if that's your thing instead of post in your feed or team up with a biz buddy and write something together. By keeping it fresh, you're more likely to enjoy the process and have a better outcome. Tip number six is to look for ease. I'm always looking for time-saving tips when it comes to productivity at work. If you're out for a walk, for example, and inspiration strikes, hit record on your voice recording app to capture your thoughts in the moment. If you're recording a podcast episode, like I'm doing right now, you can use a free auto transcription software to save time preparing your transcript. Otter and Descript are a couple I've used. Otter's my favorite so far. And tip number seven is to repurpose content. So spend some time digging through content you've already created and see what still works or could be tweaked to add extra value or new value for your audience. It's always easier than starting from scratch with a blank page. Here's my tried and tested shortcut. So I have chosen to look at content creation differently, making a conscious effort to create content with a clear purpose. So what does this look like? You might wonder. Well, it might be a hero blog or an article that dives deep into a theme or topic of interest for your audience every two to three months. Once you've got this resource, this really super high quality resource that you've spent time and energy creating, it's there and ready to be repurposed into a bunch of emails, social media posts, and other types of content, which in the long run saves you valuable time and energy. So now I want to dig a little deeper into tip seven, because I know that it can really move the needle in terms of how you feel about content creation. I know it did for me. So here's why repurposing content is so good. And look out because this podcast episode is about to get a little meta. Do you want to save some time? I know you do. 
Content repurposing means no more creating content day in and day out or coming up with new ideas on the fly constantly. So instead, it's about getting your existing content in front of more people. As I said before, I love starting with a hero piece every quarter, then slicing and dicing it over a few months to share the value in different ways with my audience. Here's a little peek behind the curtain. The content for this particular episode is, you guessed it, repurposed content. But it's never looked quite this way before. However, if you look deep enough into my Instagram feed, my blog posts, or emails if you're on my list, the ideas I'm sharing here, many of them I've shared before. But here's the thing. Do you remember? And even if you do, is it valuable to hear the information again in a new format with a fresh take? I really believe that it is. So think of it this way. By not repurposing your thoughtfully created valuable content, you're doing your audience a disservice. Give them the opportunity to engage with it over a period of time so that it really makes an impact. Would you like to reach a new audience? Your original content may have only reached a particular segment of your possible audience. For instance, you may be listening to this podcast, but not subscribe to my email list, follow my social media or read my blog. But side note, here's your open invitation to come and do all those things. All the links you need are in the show notes. Back to it. Multi-channel marketing, so showing up in multiple places, actually puts your content where different users are searching for it. Do you want help to build your brand authority? Publishing quality content in a variety of places can help by raising your profile in a particular industry. It can also develop your status as a subject matter expert or a thought leader. So consider, what is it that you want to be known for? What are your favorite topics to talk about? And what do you specialize in? Content repurposing can also give you an SEO boost. I'm going to dive deeper into SEO in a future coaching episode, but for today, I want you to understand this. Multiple pieces of content on the same topic give you bonus opportunities to target particular keywords. And by taking your repurposed content beyond your own site, for instance, as a written guest post or by appearing as a guest on someone else's podcast, you can also build quality links back to your own website. Take the time to reinforce your message. People need to hear your message many times before they act. While your messaging might sound repetitive to you, it doesn't to others. Just stop and think for a moment about the content you've absorbed today. The posts you've scrolled past in your social feed, podcasts you've listened to, emails you've clicked open. At best, our attention is often scattered and the content we see is largely algorithm driven. So repurposing your content to get more eyeballs on it is a helpful way to achieve this reinforcement. Before I wrap up for today, here's a quick recap of my seven top tips for putting boundaries around content creation. Tip number one is to set that timer. Tip number two is to pull back on the quantity. Tip number three is to focus on building quality content. Tip number four is to batch your creation. Tip number five is to explore new mediums. Tip number six is to look for ease. And tip number seven is to repurpose content. Now, if content repurposing is something you'd like to explore further, 
I've got some resources that you might find useful. My free mini course, Content Repurposing Made Easy, is a five-day challenge delivered in little bite-sized lessons to your inbox. I also have an in-depth blog post all about how to create and repurpose content with intention. You'll find the links for both of these in the show notes. For even more support and advice with this, plus a dose of accountability, book in some copy coaching where we can work through this together. February and March spots have just opened up and I'd love to help you if the timing feels right. Meanwhile, if you've found today's tips useful, please screenshot and share the episode on Instagram tagging me at Emma McMillan Copy. I'll be back next Monday with a fresh interview episode. Until then, happy writing. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love you to hit subscribe, rate and review it as this helps the pod reach more people. To get in touch or suggest a guest, head to emmamcmillancopy.com or find me on Instagram at emmamcmillancopy. See you next time.